Hello, everybody, and welcome to another value-packed Tenant Cloud podcast. If you want to be a more informed, better educated, and successful landlord, then stay tuned. With over a decade of property management experience, we bring you short and sweet bite-sized pieces of incredibly valuable property management tidbits in 15 minutes or less. Today, we're going to be talking about the marketing principles to instantly make your rental memorable. You hear a lot of staple statements online, such as know your audience, tell a story, have a clear call to action, and many, many other things. Today, we're going to dive in and explore exactly what those things mean and how you can apply them to your own property management company, as well as how to use them to properly market your rentals. You don't want to miss out on this fantastic information, so let's get started. So jumping in, uh, the again, you can find our blog posts on topics like this and others at tenantcloud.com forward slash blog. And today, the one thing that we're going to be covering is a blog titled Three Marketing Principles to Instantly Make Your Rental Memorable. And if you search the internet for information on how to effectively market your rental property, you'll find all kinds of advice. And some of it is helpful, some of it's not. You'll find generic advice like know your audience or tell a story or have a clear call to action and a lot of other staple phrases that have become really well known but are often not explained well or are even misunderstood or misapplied. So when it comes to marketing your rental, what do these marketing references actually mean and do they matter or how do you apply these marketing principles in real life? What does it mean to actually know your audience and how exactly do you tell a story? Without going into too much detail, which we could spend hours on this topic, I'm going to try to dive in a little bit deeper here beyond the cliche statements and beyond the generic blogs that you'll find on the internet trying to answer these questions and uh, help to make your rentals more memorable and not forgettable, or worse, ignorable. So the first thing I want to cover is what does it mean to know your audience? This is the number one thing that you need to know. And yes, it is a generic piece of advice, and we're going to dive into it. Knowing your audience has been referred to using various statements, such as identify your target demographic, understand who your customer is, define your customer avatar, and many other statements like that. So the first question to help you know who your audience is, is you want to ask the question, who is most likely to rent my property. And there are three key pieces of information that you can start off with to help you answer this question. Now, this is not this is not a an exhausted list. This is a just a general starting point for you, but a few things that I knew in one of my apartment communities that I could tell you was most people that were likely to rent there were between the ages of 21 and 35 because of the area that it was in. The second thing I could tell you is what my residents did for a living. Most of my residents were typically white collar employees uh, who had recently graduated from school and were just starting out on their own. They Maybe they just started their first professional job. 
They generally worked in a diverse variety of companies located within five to 10 miles of my property. And a small subset of this demographic was self-employed. This renter block generally earned between 35,000 and 55,000 per year. Many of them are not originally from the area, but had come to attend nearby colleges, universities, and a lot of them ended up sticking around for the first year or two after graduating because many of their friends were still in school or they just liked the city that they had been uh, living in for the past two, three, four, five, six years. And so they just stuck around. The second largest renter demographic block at this property I'm referring to was college students. The property was located just a couple of miles from a local community college, and it was a few miles more away from a larger, very well-known university in the United States. So this renter block generally qualified with guarantors or student loans or other non-traditional forms of financing, meaning they didn't turn in pay stubs to show proof of income generally. And if they did do that and they qualified on their own, it was because they were renting a two or a three bedroom apartment with multiple roommates or even a one bedroom with another person. And so they would, if they were working uh, jobs while they were going to school full time, then combined, they often had enough income to qualify for the apartment. The last renter demographic block at this property was blue collar employees, and they were the smallest demographic block. Um, very few of them were blue collar employees, but those that were generally worked in a skilled trade such as electricians, plumbers, etc. And generally they earned pretty good income in excess of $50,000 a year. And they generally did not take any type of mass transportation. Uh, they generally preferred using their own because oftentimes they had to carry around equipment or they were driving company vehicles, etc. The other thing I knew about this, um, the third thing that I knew about who was likely most likely to rent at my property is that most of them preferred to use mass transportation, which is great because this particular property was located not far from a metro stop. You could walk there in less than five minutes, and uh, that's a metro bus stop, and then a actual metro train stop, which was only about a 10-minute walk from the property. And... Uh, both of those, the buses and the metros, allowed you to bring your bikes and they had ways that you could attach the bike so that it could come with you on the train or the bus. Even if these tenants owned their own vehicles, which many of them did, most of them still preferred the Monday through Friday uh, uh, traveling back to and from work was their typical choice of transportation was through a bus or a metro. And again, the blue collar employees were the exception with the fact that they typically had to carry around tools or were in company vehicles. So those are the three core things that I knew about the tenants that were most likely to rent at my property at any given time. And that allowed me to craft my marketing messages around those three key pieces of information. So the second question that you want to ask is, where are they spending most of their time? So now that you know who your potential tenants are, you have to understand where they hang out. Where do they spend most of their time? How would they find your rental before your competitions? So for example, the students, let's just use that renter demographic block as an example. Colleges and universities generally provide students with local resources that they 
include information about nearby apartment communities that generally have some type of student housing benefits or discounts for students or in close proximity to the school uh, and things of that nature. And so I made sure that my information, that my marketing messages were included in those resources that they were giving to tenants, whether that was in the form of a pamphlet or a flyer or any other type of information I could provide to the school to provide their students with. And we did target students with offering uh, specific discounts specifically for students of local universities and colleges. Even something as simple as regularly dropping off property flyers at the local admissions office with the administrator, or even really just setting them on the table in any one of the various lobbies of local schools, um, uh, universities, and colleges was usually good enough for a couple of leases at least throughout the year. And what did I spend but maybe 30 minutes going to the school and dropping off those flyers on the tables? And the school, they don't, as long as it's not messy and it's nice and you're not dumping a whole stack of 500 of them there, but you're putting, you know, four or five there next to the magazines. Uh, I got so many leases that way uh, every year. So that's just a very simple example, but that goes to show you, you need to know where your demographic is spending most of their time. Where can you reach them? And so if you're, whether it's digital marketing, marketing or it's physical marketing or Maybe most of your tenants are coming from specific large businesses near you. Uh, so maybe they're coming from uh, like in Houston, for instance, you have like ExxonMobil, you have Shell, you have all these big, huge gas companies. And so a lot of properties that are around those areas, they offer incentives to those employees and they target those employees with their marketing messages because they know that a lot of those people are going to end up living at their apartment communities or at their rentals. So question three, um, every, the third thing you want to know is what do they care about? With every renter demographic, you're going to have slight variances, even though you're, they're all going to have a few of the core things that they're going to care about that are going to be pretty similar. There's going to be slight variances between the various demographics. So for instance, things that we've already covered. Do they care about local public transportation options? Do a large percentage of them tend to have pets and need a pet-friendly rental? If you're finding that 70% of your tenants that move into your property have pets, well, then you might want to start targeting pet owners as a pet-friendly community. And maybe you want to lower your pet deposits or your pet fees or something or offer amenities if uh, to have like a pet park, like a dog park, or maybe focus on nearby parks that have off-leash areas for your pets. Things like that is thinking about what, what do my, let me look through the history of my tenants and see what type of tenants have been attracted to my property and then start focusing on those things based on what's around you, what's available to them, what do they care about, what is of value to them, and then creating and crafting your marketing message around those things. Do they lead a hectic or fast-paced life and prefer to pay someone to do things for them, such as everyday things like dry cleaning, laundry, taking out the trash, walking their dog, and so on and so forth? Maybe you could offer services like that that you have created with a third-party contractor or with your own maintenance team or whatever 
where you offer services, even if it's at an additional cost, or maybe they're paying a premium in rent that covers these things, and you just offer it as a benefit of your rental. These are all things that people care about. And maybe they're a fitness enthusiast who care about their health and well-being, and maybe they would benefit from a fitness center or a discount at a local fitness center, or maybe a complimentary paid membership as part of their rental. If they're paying a premium rental price and you have a deal with a local gym where whoever is your tenant in your rental property gets a uh, membership, a gold membership at uh, Gold's Gym or something. If you're not familiar with Gold's Gym, I don't know if they're all over the U.S., but they are in Texas. Um, but any gym near you, maybe you uh, go and speak with the manager and your tenants all get complimentary memberships and you pay the uh, fitness center directly and the tenants don't have to worry about it or anything. They just go in, get their card, their ID, whatever, whatever, whatever you can do to add value to your rental and add value to their lifestyle and the things that they care about and the things that they find value in. Uh, and if you want to learn a little bit more about amenities to offer to your tenants, you might want to check out our blog post titled The Three Amenities That Millennials and Gen Z Expect in a Rental. Uh, it's a good article, and I think that you'll find some helpful information in there. So moving on. Now that you know all these things, you've asked all the right questions, you've identified who your tenants are, you know where they hang out, and you know what they care about. Now you want to know, how do I apply this information to my rental? The key is to speak directly to your target audience and nobody else but them. It's really difficult if you've ever noticed that if you address someone by name and speak directly to them, it is really hard, even if they want to, it's really hard for them to ignore you. And that's exactly what you want to do here in this situation with your marketing messages. You know who they are. You know where they spend their time, where you can reach them with your message, and you know what they care about. And so just to recap, here's four key things I knew about my tenants. I knew their age and income demographics. I knew their commuting preferences. I knew the pet ownership percentages. It was over. It was in excess of 80% of my tenants had pets and the convenience of location. So my general marketing description for this particular rental property might have looked something like this. You love your furry friend and we do too. With the lowest pet deposits in the area, we do our best to make sure you can afford your new home without sacrificing Fido's favorite treats in your budget. Enjoy the local parks and trails with quick and convenient access to metro rail and bus stops just a block away. Or... Take a leisurely walk to nearby bars, restaurants, and boutique stores in this lively up-and-coming neighborhood. Click here to schedule your tour or fill out your online application today with our mobile-friendly website or app to reserve your spot today. P.S. If they like treats, bring your pets when you tour. The final step. Now that you have their attention and they've scheduled a tour and they decided to visit your rental property, you have to follow through with the experience that you promised them. This is the third key component to making your rental memorable. Marketing your rental property is not simply the ad copy that you create to get people in the door. That's just the beginning. Now you have to follow through and provide the experience that you promised. 
And remember, do not forget the pet treats. If you promised pet treats, if they brought their pet, you need to bring the pet treats. And that will help craft and create an experience and tell this one seamless story to your potential tenants about your property and about the experience and what they can expect and the lifestyle that they'll be able to lead at your property. And it builds rapport with them and just builds this relationship between the landlord and the tenant or the leasing agent and the tenant. And when they walk in the door, it's it's going to be a very different experience than pretty much any of your competitors have given them. If you follow these core things, I guarantee it. And this will set you apart from everybody else around you in your area. So we would love to hear what are some of the core things that you do as part of your marketing for your vacant rental properties and uh, things that you do to streamline that process or make it easier or just any incentives that you offer based on your demographics that you know you have at your property or that you're trying to attract to your property and other things of that nature. We'd love to hear your feedback. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, feel free to chime in. You can also, again, find this blog that this podcast is based off of at tenantcloud.com forward slash blog. And we'd encourage you to engage in conversation there with us. Also keep in mind that Tenant Cloud does have a Facebook group. If you already have a Tenant Cloud account, you are able to join that group that is exclusive to Tenant Cloud users. And uh, also uh, be sure to share this podcast with anybody that you think would find value from it, as well as uh, follow this podcast on whatever platform you like listening to podcasts on, whether that's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, etc. And we'll look forward to talking with you next time.